Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome back, everyone. Not sure if I'm battling a hangover or it's just a HIA. Wow, what a week end of injuries. Here we are, this is NRL Physios post here. Uh, we've got two different pages of, uh, of players that are out over the last couple of days, but <clears throat> we'll just roll through a bunch of those. Obviously, Pap, Cleary RFM rule last week, along with, with Madison. Edwards on the LNI just broke his hand, so he's going to be out for a while. Eisenhuth did his ribs. Keary, ACL, Lambs, clear. Uh, you know, it's all been uh, said and done that he actually did his MCL, and I thought it was going to be a lot worse than that. But Lindsay Collins had HIA, so one to monitor. Rally, just a little shoulder issue before the, before, uh, the game. Uh, Josefsky's hurt his leg. Morgan's shoulder, and there's a chance that he, we might, uh, my poor Cowboys, might, uh, might lose him forever. It looks like he, it's something that's lingering and, and might have to be forcing him into retirement, which will be very terrible for for the squad, but also for him because he doesn't uh, doesn't deserve that at all. But Bradman Best has a bit of an el- elbow issue, and it looks like it could be out for an extended period of time, so he'd definitely be a trade-out. Ben Hunt turns out he's fractured his fibula, which is pretty bad in itself, obviously, the, the, you know, the one of the biggest uh, biggest bones there. But, uh, yeah, he's going to be out for an extended period of time, and if you traded him in, that's unfortunate for you. Hudson Young's hurt his knee. I haven't heard too much about that yet, but he didn't play yesterday, so those that had him and Pap and Cleary, etc., have uh, copped some crap this week already. Then we got Tarpany, rolled his ankle, should be okay from what he said. He's just like, oh, there's no point playing playing the rest of that game. Um, Ryan James and Sebastian Chris headbutted each other. That, uh, that didn't look very good. They were lying on top of each other at one point, both completely out. So, you know, James only just came on. Chris had got a couple of points already. But, yeah, unfortunately, if you have any of those guys, Croker just skated his finger, but he should be okay. Curtis Scott played the, literally the whole game with a with a broken rib because because he couldn't go off. They already had three, you know, Tarpany, James, and Chris off. So, um, you know, it depends how how he's looking for the next few weeks. Hiku did his MCL. Marshall Kings confirmed he's broken his foot. Sione Katoa from the Sharks did his MCL last night. Mitch Moses had a HIA. Graham Nakora and Kennedy for the Sharks did HIA had a HIA early in the game as well. And then Mike Acevedo had a HIA but did happen to come back and play the rest of the game. So what a 
what a night of footy. I didn't think that uh, we could get any worse from, from Friday, but we did. And if uh, you're smiling like me, you, uh, you did happen to miss all of those injuries and all of those HIAs, thank goodness. A little bit of, uh, little bit of luck came outside this time, so I'll take that where it comes. But if you didn't, then there's a few questions to, to answer over the next you know, week or so. But we'll, uh, we'll jump in and analyze a, a bunch of the guys, and hopefully I can help you find some clarity around that but um guys if you're enjoying these videos please hit like and subscribe really appreciate it and we'll uh, we'll go from there so ryan sutton happened to get 73 minutes which won't happen very regularly but well done you beat out rts who was the absolute lord and savior yesterday 88 points he's back guys yes a lot of his points you know especially during the back end would have come from him you know just them trying to come back and and feeling like they had the momentum in amongst some tired forwards and stuff. So ended up with six offloads and 10 tackle breaks. So, but you know, for someone that's going to make a 250 meters, you'd be hoping for at least, you know, three plus tackle breaks. And we spoke about him the last couple of weeks that he only, only managed to get four tackle busts. And, and that's very rare for, for RTS. You know, if you, as I said, if you're making 200 meters, you're expecting a lot more uh, tackle breaks, but perfect game for him. Finally got the, the try that, that he's been looking for. He got close in an earlier play, but, and then an awesome try saver to, well, a game saver at the end to, to knock the ball out of, um, out of Rapana's hands. So awesome work from RTS. And if you started with him, please, I hope you uh, kept him. Sorry if you people looking to trade him out for greener pastures, as they say, try to move him up to Teddy or move him up to, or move him down to, to Latrell or something like that. So anyway, did really well at, uh, very happy with his efforts as he's in my squad. Nikarima looks really good. Had a really good start to the year. I've seen just, just under 60 now. So a bunch of scores in the 50s and then a 73 to, to boot. So a nice try, long-range try for him. Just did a bit of everything, and that's kind of the what you'd expect from him. Not massive on the kick meters because you have someone like O'Sullivan there now. He's going to take uh, more of that yeah, more of that role, just very similar to what CHT was doing. But 120 meters, a couple of tackle breaks, 18 tackles, yeah bit of everything try assists and the lot with goal kicks as well so he's a pretty cool option at 550k if you're looking for someone around that price uh then then he's probably your man but he's gonna be up near 600k after this uh, after this score so um jordan rapana has uh proved me wrong a little bit he's looking great 53.7 average for someone that was 420k at the start of the year well well played um center in wing fullback jewel He's doing everything. He's very much similar to what he was like back when, you know, back before he went overseas and, and was absolutely dominating here for the Raiders. So, well done to him and anyone who picked him up. But Toe Harris we move on to and, and a nice 62 and in his 80 minutes. Got the nice trisis offload to RTS as well. So, I was, a bit, I was like, yes, for the RTS try, but no for Toe Harris getting the trisis. But um, we'll take that for sure. But he's the, you know, your most consistent guy. Uh, in the game at the moment, 62, 62, always, always getting 62 every week. So well done to him and any owners, you can rest easy every time he's, uh, he's playing the game. Whiten comes in with a try. Welcome back to some good scores with a, you know, a season, a season average pretty low in 43 and, and dropping some price. George Williams did a great job again, scored a try, did a bit of everything. Very limited in his demerits, which is great. You know, only, only neg four to go along with his good start. But um, well done to anyone who picked him up. Adam Fanua-Blake picks up a try and and uh, improves his average just slightly. But again, he's not someone that is is tackling too hard or anything like that. He's never going to be a, 
a complete gun as he'll need around that 40 tackles, 35 to 40 tackles to be there. Uh, Josh Hodgson played a, a much better game, 42 tackles, two try assists. Well done to him if you have him. But again, he's not going to be that full-time option. Wade Egan, another 55. So really good for those who picked him up. He's going to start making use and cash now. He's definitely not a trading target, but like, he, but he's going to be up near, near 500k and, and going to make some cash. And then you've got some of the, the, the Raiders forwards. Soliola we don't need to speak about unless there's some really long-term injuries for the some of the guys that in that game, but they're only HIAs. Uh, Papali'i, 50 in his 69 minutes, so I had to play big minutes and didn't get a massive score, which is a bit annoying. Only got the one tackle break and one offload, so you would have hoped with 69 minutes he'd be up in the around the 60 mark, but didn't get that. Just Manga, Sean O'Sullivan will spend a bit of time on. Picked up 50 in his 80 minutes, so obviously for them, the, the Raiders dominated the first half, and he just sort of got a little bit of base stats, but then it all started happening a little bit in the second half, and he picked up four... Four tackle bus, you know, 111 metres, so ran the ball a fair bit, which was really positive signs for anyone looking to pick him up. And he was slightly the more dominant kicker over Cody Nikarima. Tackled well, 19 tackles for one miss, so you can expect scores for him around that 40 mark, I'd imagine, as a, as a safety. Uh, yeah, not, not 50s every week, and, but obviously around the 40, and then the chances to get some attacking stats there too. So really positive signs for O'Sullivan. I think a lot of people will pick him up this coming week. Medoc Masilla got a try, not something we want to talk about. Pompey did really well again, picked up a try saver, uh, a nice a nice try as well. So good stuff to him, but probably not an option at 406k. There's a bunch of other good centers and wing fullbacks. Uh, Sirenin happened to come back and score a try, which is good, but moving moved to the bench and didn't happen to get those big minutes. But yeah, some, some interesting and worrying signs for Sirenin owners. Lisa and Armour are still killing it, so up 73k. He'll be up at about 100k after this. Gains and then 30 tackles and 54 metres there, so they did a lot of a lot of defensive work, especially in that, during his first stint. Uh, but that's it there with uh, Katoa. He's, making, he's losing some good cash for us, so if you can hopefully see him around the 400s and we can think about picking him up. Good to see Tom Starling get a game. Was the, uh, the unsung hero from last year's, uh, last year's scoring in fantasy. Uh, so he'll he'll lose some cash, and hopefully, yeah, if he happens to come down a lot more, and then you know, there's an injury to Hodgson or something, then he could become an option. Bunty F I only 29 minutes for 27 was annoying for anyone who has him. Simonson, few people had to play in this week, so you'll take the 27, that's for sure. Nickel Clockstar is losing some cash. Croker comes back. Fusatua again, terrible. Sebastian, Chris, and Ryan James, so they're going to unfortunately lose a bit of cash. Or Ryan James will probably say the same. Uh, that's all for that game so let me know what you guys thought of that one it was a really entertaining one that's for sure especially watching the Warriors come back and, and RTS making a run every three you know every three runs and getting an offload or, or a try or something in, in there so that was good on my end but move on to the Broncos and the Bulldogs and it was really cool to see a couple of these young Broncos players do well and, and them actually being really excited when they won their first game in what has it been almost a year <laughs> uh, but Bulldogs are very it was a very sad sight to see. There was one shining light in Adam Elliott again, but yeah, that's him every week at the moment. But Herbie Farnworth was amazing. 270 metres, looked sharp off the foot. Him and Asako was was awesome. So Asako was in everything. Farnworth is, a, is an interesting option if he's going to be hitting totals like that. But you saw in those first few games, when they don't play that well, he's going to get in the 20s to, to 30 and, and not make any cash. So someone to think about, but... With the dual position, but he, yeah, it was just a very much a standout game. Elliot's very quickly becoming a keeper. 
I think he's going to keep that 80 minutes. Obviously, Fatala Mariner's not coming back anytime soon. He just has the attacking upside as well as the work ethic. If he's playing 80 minutes, he's going to get around that 30 to 40 tackles somewhere and up over 100 metres every game. So there's your 40-odd base you know, when he's already priced in the, in the mid-40s. And then you've got attacking upside. Didn't score a try on the weekend, but he could have easily. Um, two tackle breaks, three offloads, three turnover tackles. He tackles hard. He hits hard. So, yeah, really good upside for someone like Elliot, who's dual position and, and not super expensive and probably won't play Origin. I think he's going to be someone that's going to be on a lot of people's radars this week, and I think fair enough. Go for it. Masako, um, 70. Yeah, awesome work for those who have him in their squad. Really, really good pickup for you. He's now averaged 50 over the first three three games, which is going to get him some nice price rises. Paddy Carrigan, I hope people didn't steer clear of him. Still only got 62 minutes, which is fine, but a much better game for, for the middles. And next, you can tell with, with Pangai and Turpin, for example. Pangai also quickly becoming a keeper. Already kind of was a 733, average in mid-50s, but you know, dual position mid and edge, and you know very regularly hitting in the 60s when he plays big minutes, which he got on the weekend at 57, he will definitely be a keeper as well. So him and Elliot are very interesting options for anyone thinking about them. Jake Turpin, I hope people didn't, uh, didn't get rid of him with, with the news that Dearden was going to come on and play. Remember, they're, uh, they're halfback and 5'8", and they're on thin ice. So there's more, more of a chance that he's going to come in and play for those guys than he was for someone like Turpin. So I'm not saying I, t- I told you so. Like There was a slight worry that he could have taken... Turpin's minutes but he wasn't the one that was under fire it's it's the halves so Uh, Turpin still picked up 49 tackles for zero misses two turnover tackles again this is what happens when you're making 50 tackles like I spoke about with McCulloch kicked out a dummy half a little bit which was good uh, but didn't have to do too much else to get 66 which is great and he'll start making some cash again Coates and Milford Milford was much better this week so the on, on and off but a 43 average over the first three games you'll take if you own him if you traded him out last week Unfortunate. That's all I can say. But yeah, just just much better. Only a couple of misses, a couple of errors, and went from there. Glenn's sneakily playing really well, and you know, getting eighty minutes every week and, and scoring well. So good stuff to him. Croft is somehow averaging just over fifty when the Broncos have been pretty bad. So very much a base stat man, and and good stuff if you picked him up. He'll be up at like five forty, five fifty this week. Jackson, here it is, back down to earth. Unfortunately. The keeper that he supposedly is, is is not here. Didn't get the 80 minutes this week. 48 points, all basically in tackles. 70 run metres, so 45 tackles. Had one miss really early in the game, so I was like, oh, there's, there's the one. But, yeah, that's that's where he's at. And I think that's more of his normal scoring, 45 to 50. And he's probably about 60 to 70K undervalued, if that's the case. But, yeah, I wouldn't be rushing him in. I think Elliot's more of a priority, obviously. Yes, he scored more this week, but I think before this week he had more upside than what Jackson did. Jordan Rickey just doing what he needs to for for the squads. One try save, 35 tackles, 82 metres. Didn't get any attacking stats this week, but that's fine. If you can pick up 40-odd without that, then awesome work. Flanagan a 45, so didn't just had, didn't have a great game uh, in terms of helping them win, which, which translates to a, that extra 10 to 15 points for him. Waddell got 80 minutes on the edge, if anyone who still has him. David Mead back to some decent scores, so hope you didn't trade him. Went back to playing pretty well, but obviously they, they had a good game and, and they're not going to be like that every week. So, yeah, well done if you if you decide to keep him. He'll, he'll make a little bit of cash again, but moving down. Hetherington had a higher score this week. Well done to him. Hopawade is going to be dropping a tiny bit of cash. 
but not too much. Just just getting 30 every week. Testing new, 31. We'll take that without really any attacking stats. Had a turnover tackle, which is cool. Uh, a couple of offloads, but other than that, didn't have to do too much, which if they play a little bit better, he should get some more attacking stats, and you'll keep playing him. Avery Lowe with 29. Again, a lot of us had to play him this week, and we'll take that. He actually ran the ball a bit more, got 101 metres. So I'd... Uh, I'd look to keep him in your squad. If that's the case, he's going to start running the ball, especially in that dry track, then he's going to be a cool option for anyone. A bunch of people picked up Kotrick this week, and it was just a bit of an unfortunate week for him. He got 180 metres, but only three tackle breaks. No, obviously, attacking stats. But again, it's going to be hard for the outside backs when you're getting smashed, so I wouldn't be stressing about Kotrick. He'll probably come out and get 50 to 60 next week. Uh, moving along, Allen is still stinking it up. Didn't come on in and scored a try in, in his uh, in his seven minutes. So well done to him, Stimson, our great man from last year, all the way down the bottom. Anyway, that's that game. Let me know your thought on the uh, Broncos prospects there. And moving on to the last game, and this one was an interesting one with all the HIAs and all the all the injuries. But some big news was obviously Mitch Moses going out with their HIA should be fine. But again, it's just you know when you're getting that low score in your team, you kind of. You know, the Kiri situation was a bit better because you pretty much got a full game out of him and then he gets injured. So you can just, you obviously have to burn a trade, but you can just straight swap him. Whereas the ones that are early on the game are such a punish to your, to your situation. And then if they actually are injured too and they're out for a bunch of weeks, it just makes it even worse. So I feel for anyone that had someone like Moses in their, in their squads this week, but we'll move on. Campbell Gillard picked up a try and got 68. So it was cool for him. He's going to be that up and down, big score, little score kind of thing with him. Gutho, much better this week, 66. Did a bit of everything. 280 run metres was crazy. Even more than what RTS picked up. So good work for him. Near Corre, how good's he been looking? Just filling up the stat sheet. 19 tackles, 2 misses, 6 tackle breaks, 3 offloads, 188 metres. Like crazy. 66 points and he's going to make some cash. But he's you know he's in your mids. And if he keeps playing centres, he's going to get that dual position, for example. But you know, is he going to be worth it? He'll probably be like over 500k from that point. And for a centre, I'm not looking for him. Uh with the with the chances of of you know Wanga Blake or anyone coming coming back, Ferguson had another good game. So good game, bad game, good game, and very much like the uh, the Milford scenario there. But cool to see him getting a couple of tries. And when he does that, he's he's going to have massive games. He's he's good for a couple hundred meters in, in these types of games and and some big tackle breaks. So well done to him. Aaron Woods back up with a decent game. Brown had to step up a little bit and picked up a fifty six. So. He'll be holding steady with his price now, and, and that's kind of where I expect him all year. All right, Reed Mane comes in with a 53 in his 80 minutes. So this is the type of game that's going to happen with him. If he doesn't get attacking stats and they're a bit more of the dominant side, then his tackles are going to be lower, and he's not going to do too much there. But he still picked up two offloads and a forced turnover tackle with a couple of kicks out of dummy half. So for him, 53, remember I said that's going to be probably closer to where he's normally going to be at. <coughs> Um, going forward is around that 55 to 60. So please don't expect hundreds every week. That's all I'm saying. And don't be turned off by that either because that 53 is still fine. <coughs> Especially when you've got someone like Damien Cook going for 47, who's a, a, about the same price now. All right, Toby Rudolph was much better. Nathan Brown, 52 in the 65. Got more minutes, but still just not stepping up. Surprisingly, like he, he's just run, he runs so, for so many metres. He just... He needs to get the both the runs and the tackles going, get the big big meters and then forty tackles, and he'll, he'll get that sixty or seventy and the odd the odd uh, attacking stat. But it's just not happening at the moment. Again, not something you want to worry about because it's very much like the Alex Twal. They're still scoring fifty every week, so 
We've got much more, uh, many more issues in our squad than him. Blake Braley, again, doing okay, but his brother's doing much better. Isaiah Papali'i gets his spot on the edge, plays almost a full game of 74 minutes, just doesn't have the attacking stats or the run meters in this game compared to what he did through the middle, and that's something I was worried about a little bit. I still expect him to average about 50, which he did, but the upside with the extra minutes, he's just on the edge. He's not going to be barreling through the middle there and doing everything that he needed to in those first few games, so... Still, obviously, a decent option. Any, any scores around the 50 mark will get him up closer to 700k. So if you picked him up this week, then then well done, and there's no issues there. Move down to Townsend and just had a bit of a, a lighter game, obviously, with them not doing as well. But it's good to see him making some big tackles and some big kick meters. And, and anything else other, anything else other than that is gravy, obviously, with the if they gets a try assist or gets some goals and he's up in, in the 50. So still making cash for anyone who brought him in, but I, wouldn't, I think that was the last chance for, to bring him in. Moylan, if you kept him, well done. He picked up a 41, so 28 tackles for two misses was pretty crazy. So uh, they obviously defended a lot, and without those missed tackles, did really well. Uh, but picked up a couple of tackle breaks as well uh, to sneak in there, so well done to him. Junior Paulo, much worse of a game for him at 47 minutes. So with them dominating, especially through the back end, he didn't have to play as many minutes. And, and you'll see that with a bunch of the forwards that they'll cycle through some minutes sometimes. They might get the 60-odds for a couple of games, and they'll go, all right, we'll give you a bit of a rest now. It happened with Isaiah Yo. He got a couple of 80-minute games at the start, and then they went, all right, this game you can have 55 and have a rest. And people were like, no, I had him in for 80. But that's just something to think about with a few of these forwards is they'll cycle through. So he might, that might have been his, his week of a little bit of a rest. Campbell Gillard's had that in previous weeks, so Paulo will probably come back and have a big one the next week. Kafusi, make a little bit of cash with that 39. Well done. Sivo, 37. Opacek. Does anyone else just feel really safe having him in your side? Like, he just hasn't hasn't done any any attack yet. No attacking stats, and he's averaging 35. So, really happy with his output. He'll make a little bit more cash, but I'm just waiting for the game where he scores a trial or gets a few try assists there, and I think he'll do really well. But really safe with him in the squad. 16 tackles, no misses. Just a little bit of attacking stats. Over 100 metres gained. Well done to him. Harding, our last few. Kennedy... Has been good for, for coaches, but got the HIA issue and, and had to go off just before half time. And then Mitch Moses, so 18 and 26. He was, he was prepping himself for another 55 to 60 game, but unfortunately goes down, uh, goes down injured, but should be okay. And then Wade Graham as well had the HIA and he didn't come back. So annoying for those people that owned them. But there you go, guys. That's the, uh, that's the theory with the squad at the moment. The, uh, my team obviously missed all that and improved a fair bit, which is good. Still got a bunch of players today, and then we've got the people's team sticking pretty solid. Again, missed missed out on most of that, but didn't have RTS, for example. And then the alternates has been really, really strong as well and, and missed out on, on Welch and uh, no Alvaro and things like that. So uh, I believe Fafida is captain this week, so that'll be, that'll be interesting against against the Cowboys this afternoon. But we'll, uh, we'll see how all that pans out. I hope your uh, teams are doing well. Let me know how you're going in the... Uh, in the comment section, and just please hold off on asking who I trade out for who until after the se- after the the games are done for the week, as we aren't sure. Well, I'm not sure what what's going to happen with team lists and stuff like that. So please wait till team lists are done, and then ask me some questions. And obviously, I'm you know very across making a video for for the majority of of those potential trade options. But please go back and check in on these uh, you know the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday wrap ups each and every week. But I hope you enjoyed that, guys, and we'll see you in the next one. Have a good day. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. 
Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.